great future. We're talking real money. It's another Talking Real Money audio podcast and video podcast. Looking right at you. Hi, you. I'm Don. That guy over there is Tom. The empty chair is hopefully you. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll pretend it's you. Hello, person in the empty chair. <laughs> nice that you could join us today. It's our imaginary friend. We have an imaginary studio audience in Tom's house. Because I can never get anyone to show up for it. I've offered I also it to pretty have much everybody. My, yeah, you I do. have my I imaginary get, studio audience, too. <laughs> and I even give them their own microphone. You see? I know. That's way so better than all you if, get if, here is if they, a couple broken they, down model airplanes. If they want to chime in, they can. There you go. So. Hopefully they won't. I can't even Glad get the dogs. There. I can't oh, get by the, the way, check out our reincarnated YouTube channel, the Talking Real Money YouTube channel. Go subscribe. You'll see this, there's, there's already all kinds of stuff there. Um, sorry, my nose itches. And we're going to be putting, are we going to be doing this every week where we put new videos? That's up on, the, that's the plan. Okay. Man. So, but to get people to come to them, are we going to get like trick cat tricks or something like that or stuff? No, nope, you get come just to, stupid Tom and Don tricks. Okay. I was hoping which, we'd have something which to bring people what in. What you see is the trick. That's the, the fact the that the yeah. fact that, that we're doing video is quite a trick. Because we That's said true. we wouldn't do video. Yeah. So we're doing video by popular demand. Actually, it's by it's primarily because one of the founders of the company for, for which we work, you know who you are. Indeed. Dave. You know who you are, Dave. Uh wanted us to do videos, Dave. Hey Dave. Apparently he likes uh, watching <laughs> videos online. Please please don't fire us, Dave. <laughs> we're just having fun with you. Uh, he's is he he's a founder he can still fire us right well and he has a sense of humor thankfully so i think he'll be giggling okay. right now yeah, we're probably good well today today we have an exciting topic for you it's it's well it's a little sad actually it's a little sad once again we're going to mourn the passing of the 60 40 portfolio because apparently Another expert, expert, is convinced that the days of the 60-40 balanced portfolio are numbered. So are you going to strike up taps here? Do you have some sort of funeral? Oh, I don't know. In post-production, I might. I don't okay. know. So let's talk about what a 60-40 is first before we begin the tears flowing does it really matter it's dying uh, yeah i know you're right maybe we should just let it go and not even describe it so 60 40 is kind of your every man balanced portfolio 60 percent of the money in our in our world is in a widely diversified portfolio for many people it's 60 percent in the s p 500 we don't agree with that and then 40 percent is in that other thing that everybody says is going to go down so much you shouldn't own them today called bonds, fixed income, IOUs, a piece of paper that says, I will pay you back your money, principal, plus a small amount of interest. And I do mean a small amount of interest because bonds are not paying very much right now. So that always brings out these people that say, then you got to not, you got to put the money in something else. Mike Willis, yeah. who- what, Mike what Willis. is that else, by the way? Yeah, we'll Mike. get to that in a minute. Mike Willis, who is, and I love this title, the lead portfolio manager of index funds. 
Now I'm not quite sure Wait, if you're the hold lead on. <laughs> the lead portfolio. What are you doing? Running That's index oxymoronic. Funds. I know. How can you I'm be a manager an of an index fund? Don't forget to add that company because right. the people now, that run the index said to. Now you force me to look him up. <laughs> Mike Willis. Willis. So Mike says, Mike says, federal money supply spigot, all the money the feds are borrowing, throwing at the economy, et cetera, the government, and you got the feds are going to borrow $1.3 trillion over the next two quarters. And the fact that the debt is now going to reach over 100% of the GDP makes fixed income so risky. Bonds, U.S. government bonds, which we have been recommending you use for the safe part of your portfolio for these almost 30 years. You can't own them anymore. It doesn't make sense. Why would you buy bonds that aren't paying anything? Why would you buy bonds when the government's floating all this debt? The economy's awash in cash. Too risky. Doesn't make sense. So he says that, as, and I'm quoting now from Mike Willis, has made obsolete any strategy that holds bonds. So if you're 60% in stocks, 40% in these bonds, your strategy is, well, probably like my refereeing career, obsolete. It's over. Get over it. It ain't going to happen. And so what does he say you should own? Yeah, what? Stocks. Stonks. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because they're safer than bonds. Why would you put money in bonds? And I bet he thinks you should put 100% of your money into the S&P 500 Equal Weight Fund, which is the fund he runs. And you need to describe what how that's different than the S&P 500. Well, it owns all of the 500 stocks in the S&P 500 in exact equal weightings. 25 or 23%, 23% of the portfolio is in each one of the members of the S&P 500. Instead of it being heavily weighted to Alphabet and Apple and Microsoft and Facebook, it's exactly the same weighted to all of those companies plus Hartford, Kansas City Southern Railroad, the Home Depot, American Tower, Lowe's, anybody that's in the S&P 500, they all have the same weighting. So smaller companies are going to have a bigger impact on the direction of this fund than will smaller companies. And when then you can larger get larger companies, you said small, the larger company, the yeah. larger I meant. Yes. And when you, uh, when you get into an S and P 500 fund, in fact, let's look at the Vanguard index 500. When you own that today, about a quarter of your money is in, I think five or six companies, right? Yeah. Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Alphabet, yeah, and the index Tesla, 500 has annual fees of 0.04%. So cheap. Because they don't really have to pay a manager. No, you're just paying well, the index for the use of the index. Mr. Mr. Willis needs to get paid for his managing, which is just saying, okay, I got to sell if this reaches more than 20 point or a quarter of a percent of the portfolio. Um, he gets 0.25% a year. That's substantial if it's a Five big Five times more. Uh, wow. I didn't even look at how big it was. So let me give you, while you're doing that, my take on the death of the 60-40, which I think deserves examination, but does not deserve serious consideration. 
Number one, we've been hearing this so long. The sky is falling for bonds. Bonds are going down. They got to go. And, and so I, I just look it up just out of curiosity. Intermediate term bond fund, dimensional funds has a very fine one. Year to date, yeah. down a little over 3%. Now compare that and hopefully contrast that with the fact that a year ago, stocks had lost over 30% of their value in a little over a month. You cannot compare the decline that bonds have in any period of time. I even go back to the worst period of time for bonds, I think in the mid-1990s. They lost a few percentage points a year and then very quickly rebounded because of you, as you have pointed out, Don, bond funds are buying new issues at higher interest rates. So while the ones that you held in a fund the value of those has gone down because the newer ones being issued are worth more, right? With the higher interest rate does not make sense. The alternative that he recommends more in stocks, which he calls safer. I do not see how, again, if you step back and just look at the difference between equity investments, exposing your money to the companies Don just mentioned, or getting an IOU from the U S government, I don't think you can even consider those in any way to be similar securities. They are different. One is a speculation on what may or may not happen with those companies, the economy, et cetera. The other is something issued with a full faith and guarantee of the U.S. government, which has always paid you back. Here's the other part of all this that really upsets me. I think people have a false sense of security about stocks because, yes, they declined rapidly last year winter, if you will, and then rebounded very quickly. And they've been going up basically since then. So that lulls people into a belief of, well, then I just put it in stocks. That's the smarter play because they always go up because they make more and because the bond market is falling apart. No, I don't think you should give up on the 60, 40. I think if you look at the long haul, going back to the mid 1920s, the 60-40 has worked. It is not a time to rush out of bonds and move more money into something that is far riskier called stocks. So no, I don't agree with what Mr. Willis has to say here. And I think, again, Mr. Willis is just saying this for one reason and one reason only, because it got him some press. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm right on this one. It's funny, I just looked up his uh, his background. The guy was a stockbroker in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Wow. While uh, I was there uh, working for Business Radio Network. And uh, then he started his uh, he started a uh, an RIA called the Willis Group in Colorado Springs. And then he moved to Hawaii. He started one fund and he moved to Hawaii. So he's living in Hawaii now, living in Honolulu. So there you go. And he is one fund is not a very big fund. It's 80 million dollars. Oh, that's tiny. Yeah, in today's very world. small. He's just Remembering trying to get some, that, And we just gave it to him. We just gave the dude publicity. It's all your fault. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I do want, I. the only reason I even bring this up as a topic is I hate the fact that people see a small decline in bond prices and think it's time to move out of that as a security when you cannot compare the declines that bonds have had versus the declines that stocks have had. 
stocks. If you think moving into a 100% portfolio now is a good idea, just in time perhaps to see the market go down by 30 or 40%, then you go right ahead. That is not a good strategy, I don't think, in the short or long term, by the way. Either way. 855-935-TALK is a phone number you can use to call us with questions. We'll answer those on the show or on the podcast, or both. And you can also send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com, either spoken or typed. And we've got two typed questions today, Tom. Two. Two. The first one is right up this alley. In fact, both of them are right up this alley. First one uh, says, hello, gentlemen. There's been a lot of talk about bonds recently, just now. And I have a question about U.S. bond funds versus international bond funds. Your diversified bond fund recommendation on the three funds at three groups page lists U.S. bonds only. I had recently a retire map analysis done, which was beneficial to me, by the way. And one of the recommendations was an increased exposure to international bonds. I am curious about your thoughts on international bonds versus U.S. bonds, given I have not heard you mention them, at least over the last several months I've been listening. Thanks. You two gentlemen truly do a wonderful job. It's so nice they included you in that. I know. I, I, you know, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Uh, okay. So this is part of the evolution of my knowledge, frankly, around fixed income. As you know, we have always prescribed just using U.S. government bonds. Mm-hmm. And, and if you just walked in off the street and I you're just putting together a portfolio, I'd probably say 60% in a globally diversified portfolio and 40% in U.S. bonds. It's simple. And that's, and by the way, the reason we and, put the portfolios up on the website and is just to easy. add to that, right. Just to add to that, on this show, we do not get into the depths of portfolios that we do as investment advisors for our clients, because our clients tend to have bigger, more complex portfolios, and we're trying to eke out just a little tiny, just a little bit better return and a little less volatility. Yeah. And so, yes, in the money that we manage, we have now started using a small amount of international bonds. And not unlike investing in international stocks, it gives you a little more diversification, right? It gives you a little currency diversification too, because now you're investing in other countries' securities, if you will. And it, it, it's just, a, I think, a better way to diversify your portfolio out of one country's issuance is how I'd put it. Yeah. And it, again, it's just, and it is the tiniest. Yeah. It's a small number. Tiniest little bit. And bear in mind, if you don't like U.S. bonds, you're going to hate international bonds. Because some of them have these incredible yields of less than nothing. German bonds. Yeah. German banks right now. If you put your money in a German bank, you got to pay them half a percent a year to hold it. It's going to be nice and safe. But that's, and that, by the way, folks, that's the point. Bonds are the safe thing. They're supposed to be safe. And you don't always get paid. If they're uh, for, to, for, for doing something that's really safe, if there's no risk, why should you be rewarded for it? That's a, a, a misconception people have about investing. You only get rewarded for taking risk. So you got to take some risk. Got another question for you, Tom. Yeah. Got to pull it up here. Love the podcast. 
Tom and Don. My employer recently changed our 401k fund options to limited choices with little track record and higher fees. What was your employer thinking? I opened an SDBA. I want to select the four zero funds from Fidelity, but they are not offered through the SDBA. What specific suggestions do you have for low fee, small cap, growth funds, aggressive funds, and international funds? I am 55 and plan to retire at 60. Thanks for all you do. It sounds like uh, that's a brokerage link sort of situation in your 401k. And if you go to Fidelity, you can own a very diversified portfolio at very low cost. Um, without the Paul, zero funds, without the zero funds, Paul Merriman's recommendations now that his website is re up. Uh, I think he has a full fidelity portfolio there that you could put together. If again, this gets back to how much time and energy you want to spend and all this, but that would be a very fine way to go. It gives you a, again, pretty good diversification to small and to value. Um, I think that would be very satisfactory. And by the way, back to the 401ks just for a moment, because this is still such a frustration. Uh, I just had a great meeting this last Saturday with some friends. She is a nurse in Seattle, and they're within about 10 years of retirement. And <laughs> she just moved to a new organization, and she sent me the, recommenda- the recommendation. She sent me a list of the mutual funds they could use in their 401k. They're American funds, so they're actively mm-hmm. managed. They're the expensive. The average expense ratio, 1.3%. The expense Oh, then ratio. they're C shares. It just oh, drives me crazy. No, she has a 401k where the broker sold the 401k C shares. And I have that, no idea. By the how way, big, that, yeah. that verges, you know, you should let her know, that actually verges on illegality. Because when you have a 401k, once you cross $100,000 with American funds in A shares, you start getting a break point on the commission. And maybe until, they, hopefully they're doing the plan. I don't know. You don't the, on C shares though. It showed them right there on the website as having 1.3, 1. completely oh. ridiculous. But in this case, if you have uh, a brokerage link, which I think you're describing at Fidelity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has I a self-directed brokerage yeah. account and yeah. I, it sounds like it's at Fidelity. Yeah. The other thing though, before you do the things that you're thinking about doing, I noticed you sounded incredibly aggressive in what you are thinking about doing small cap and growth and, and the like, and you said 55 retiring at 60. Have you taken the risk quiz at talkingrealmoney.com? Find out what your risk tolerance is, because it may turn out that you're going to be just as well off using the three fund fidelity portfolio that we have at talking real money too. And I'm pretty sure those funds are available through any self-directed account. Yeah, those so, should be available there too. So yeah, I would I would definitely always take the risk quiz. Um, always. And it's free. You can take it again. If you took it once, take it again. And uh, that get, will help you understand yourself about your behavior with money in good times and in bad times because we never know when they're coming, do we? And not only is it free, but there's like no obligation. You don't get any sales pitch or anything. It's just you get information. We like sharing information and knowledge. That's one of the things we do. And and to that end, we love helping people with the more complex issues. For example, if this gentleman wanted to set up an appointment with one of our advisors, he could set it up for free. He would get some ideas and some help in some direction, and he wouldn't get charged, and there wouldn't be a sales pitch. 
No and high pressure sales nice, pitch. The nicest part of all this, because every financial advisor in America will offer you a free meeting. Consultation. Consultation, where you can walk in and they can say, aha, your money is at here. And it, and could it should be, over be here. There. Yeah. They're right. always going to say that. Or, you know what you really need because you're 62? You need an annuity that will pay you the rest of your They'll always have a, a, some product to put you in. And our advisors will not do that. In fact, we want to know if anyone has. We've never, you know, we've never still in a decade of doing this ever gotten a complaint from anybody who said, hey, your guy told me I had to had to move all the money over to Vestry and get going. Never got that yeah, complaint no. a once. So. And by the way, if anyone is pitching you in an annuity in your retirement plan, you either need to call us or go to Vestry.com and set up an appointment with one of our advisors before you do something that you can't take back. Yeah. No take backs. <laughs> they take away, but you can't take back. Yeah. So, and where do they go just if they want to get that? Uh, go to vestry.com, scroll okay. down to the bottom of the page, set up an appointment, pick a date, time, psh, we'll make the rest happen, even though our office is flooded. Wow. Uh, you know, and I'm hoping later this week will be, I've been working on my raft all week and I'm hoping it'll be in good use on Friday. So, you know, it was lucky you didn't have to bring out the ark because that's nowhere near done. <laughs> it needs a few more trees to be filled yeah. for that one. And in the Pacific Northwest, they got them. We do have Big the trees. honking trees. Big trees. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for being a part of this. Go check out the video podcasts and classes at our reincarnated YouTube channel. It's called Talking Real Money. It's easy to find. Uh, and spread the word. Tell a friend. Write a review at Apple Podcasts. Keep listening. We appreciate you so very much. That's Tom Cock. I'm Don McDonald. Talking Real Money. Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?